Good morning and a very warm welcome to all of those who are either here uh, present in church or dialing in via Facebook and welcome to our morning prayer on Wednesday the 5th of May. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. Alleluia. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be praise and glory forever. As once you ransomed your people from Egypt and led them to freedom in the promised land, so now you have delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your risen Son. May we, the first fruits of your new creation, rejoice in this new day that you have made and praise you for your mighty acts. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. So let us celebrate the feast. Not with the old leaven of corruption and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, once raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. In dying, he died to sin once for all. In living, he lives to God. See yourselves, therefore, as dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who sleep. For as by man came death, by man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, because you have raised me up and have not let my foes triumph over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you have healed me. You brought me up, O Lord, from the dead. You restored me to life from among those that go down to the pit. Sing to the Lord, you servants of his. 
give thanks to his holy name. For his wrath endures, but the twinkling of an eye, his favour for a lifetime. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. In my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. You, Lord, of your goodness, have made my hill so strong. Then you hid your face from me, and I was utterly dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried. To the Lord, I made my supplication. What profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you or declare your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Therefore, my heart sings to you without ceasing. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Lord, you hide your face when we trust in ourselves. Strip us of full security and reclothe us in your praise, that we may know you as the one who raises us from death, as you raised your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And our second reading is from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18 and beginning to read at verse 9. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you must not learn to imitate the abhorrent practices of those nations. No one shall be found among you who makes a son or daughter pass through fire, or who practices divination, or is a soothsayer, or an auger, or a sorcerer, or one who casts spells, or who consults ghosts or spirits, or who seeks oracles from the dead. For whoever does these things is abhorrent to the Lord. It is because of such abhorrent practices that the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You must remain completely loyal to the Lord your God, Although these nations that you are about to, di to dispossess do give heed to soothsayers and diviners, as for you, the Lord your God does not permit you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb, on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, 
I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. You may say to yourself, how can we recognise a word that the Lord has not spoken? If a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, but the thing does not take place or prove true, it is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be frightened by it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our New Testament reading is from the first letter of Paul, uh, sorry, Peter, first letter of Peter, chapter 2, and beginning at verse 1. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What is the church? What is Christ Church Pearly? Why do we come to church each week? What is it that we're constantly called to be a part of and to find our place within? It might seem a bit of an obvious question to ask, but I suspect that each one of us has a different reason for being here. Different reasons for staying through the thick and the thin, through the good times and the bad. 
So what is the church? What is Christ Church? Is it just an old building? A familiar landmark along the Brighton Road? Is it a family of people? Is it a community network for friendship and relationships? Or is it a standoffish clique of unwelcoming and judgmental people? This passage from Peter's letter, I think, challenges us to question our identity as a church, to ask of ourselves who we are together as church. What are we here for and why do we do what we do? Although this reading is primarily about the nature of the church, in the first three verses, Peter begins with some comments to us as individuals, calling us to come to him a living stone. Peter's writing to Gentile converts, and so he calls Christ a living stone, in contrast to the pagan idols that they would previously have worshipped, idols that were dead and lifeless, made of wood or stone. He goes on, you yourselves are like living stones. If we belong to Jesus, then we should become like him. And that should show in our corporate life together as the church. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. We, the individual living stones, coming together to be made into the church. A spiritual house open and welcoming to all peoples. Some have interpreted that this call for us to be a royal priesthood means that we are all priests and so there's no need for us priests with a dog collar. We can all fulfill the priestly functions but that's not what Peter means here. He's not saying that all of us are priests but rather that together as Christchurch we have a priestly role to perform. The word priest comes from a Latin word that means bridge builder. So one of the roles of a priest is to form a bridge between God and the people. Therefore, Christchurch has a priestly role because we as a body of Christians, as a church, are called to act as a bridge between God and our community in Purley and beyond. So how do we go about fulfilling our role as a bridge for God and the community? Well, Peter gives us a clue in verse 5 where he says that our purpose is to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Peter's not suggesting that we're to engage in the sort of sacrifices that had been common throughout the Old Testament. So there will be no sacrificial bulls in the car park. Instead, spiritual sacrifices refer to the offering ourselves to God in worship and doing good deeds for those in need. At the end of the communion service, we offer our souls and bodies to God as a living sacrifice, praying to be sent out in the power of the Spirit to live and work to his praise and glory. 
hopefully we don't just come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday believing that that is the total sum of our worship. Instead, we are called to offer ourselves, our whole lives, our life as church, as an act of spiritual worship as we engage with the community outside of these walls. That's the way in which we act as a bridge, a holy priesthood at Christchurch, through both our worship activities in this building and through our good works outside of the building during the rest of the week as we bring the kingdom of God into the community life of Purley and beyond. So what is church? What is Christchurch? Christchurch is a holy priesthood set apart by God. Christchurch is a bridge between the community and God. Christchurch is a holy priesthood called to proclaim the glorious love of God both in word and deed. And within this holy priesthood that is Christchurch, God has called each of us by name to play our part. Each one of us has been called out and chosen by God to carry out that priestly ministry here in Purley. Every single one of us has a place and a role in that priestly ministry. My challenge to you this morning is what is your role and your place in the royal priesthood here in church? Let's pray. In a time of quiet, we open ourselves to God's prompting as to how he wants us to serve him in the priestly role that we have all been called to carry out. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of what. We are all named to act as living stones and to come together as a spiritual temple of praise and worship and good deeds for God's eternal praise and glory. Pray, Father God, for the church in the world today, that it may be true to its gospel and responsive to the needs of all people, that it may conserve what is good in the past and reach out boldly to the future, that it may care for the individual and help to change society for the better. You have called men and women of every land to be a holy nation, 
a royal priesthood, the church of your dear son. Unite us in mutual love across the barriers of race and culture and strengthen us in our common task of being Christ and showing Christ to the world he came to serve. Redeemer God, you've made us members of Christ and of his church in the parish of Christ Church Purley. May we as a congregation reach upwards to your throne in worship and adoration, inwards to one another in understanding and fellowship, and outwards to Purley and beyond in bringing the gospel of Christ and compassion to all in need. Make us like a city set on a hill whose light cannot be hidden, so that all people may find Christ as the light of the world, and we, his living stones of the church, as hands of welcome, and eternal life as the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, was made perfect by the things he suffered. Have compassion on those who are passing through illness, pain, grief, loneliness, doubt, and fear. In the moment of quiet, let's bring before God those known to us at this time who are in need of God's loving care. Father, uphold those that we have brought before you in their faith, that they may trust and not be afraid, and give them the comfort and strength of your presence, for your tender mercy's sake. Amen. And so as our Saviour himself taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May our Lord Jesus Christ be near us to defend us, within us to refresh us, around us to preserve us, before us to guide us, above us to bless us. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.
Hallelujah.